0: Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday, you know what that means. It's me, your boy Big Tasty, joined as always by Jay. How's it going? Jay, you alright mate?
1: I'm not too bad not
0: too bad excellent if you're joining us on Jack's radio awesome. we, we'll have been uh, played in by Crosstown Traffic by Jimi Hendrix there's there's a reason for that we'll get to it in a bit uh, I
1: would love that reason
0: could be <laughs> uh, something to do with the word cross I can't think what it could be maybe maybe they did another no. maybe they crucified Raven again like they did in ECW on time not yeah maybe they did that we'll find out Um. <laughs> are you alright mate did you enjoy, enjoy your wrestling this week
1: yeah. Um yeah, it was a good week of wrestling. It's been an very... odd one.
0: I, I was as I was writing up the, the sort of like um, the sheet that I do every week before we do the podcast, I was looking at like what had happened and I was like, <laughs> It's really odd in that like both companies, big companies had just kind of done what they needed to do. So WWE like kept changing things and kept like sort of moving forward, which was quite nice. And AEW just put on like a load of banger matches and it's like that's what exactly what you want from both the big companies, really.
1: You you want all the wrestling to be good wrestling so that everyone's happy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, no one. It's, I say that no one's ever fucking happy. Wrestling fans are never happy. But you know. You know wrestling, what I
0: mean. Wrestling fans are never never truly happy. No. Um, we, we're not allowed that, are we? Uh, Someone we've always no. got to be angry at something. I think it's like the rules. Um. Right, should we get in straight away to some WWE news? A little light on the news. Ever since ever since like the Vincent Inc., there's been there's been a significant downturn in, in WWE news, I feel. But there's there's a few little bits of Bobs.
1: There's yeah, there's a few there's, it's more kind of like rumor and conjecture than anything else, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So we'll start with what actually well, this is even not confirmed. Um WWE superstar Carmella was reportedly injured during a recent live event in Charleston, North Carolina. So reports from the arena suggest Carmella may have hit her head in the corner of the ring after Bianca Belair attempted a backflip. Shortly afterwards, the referee threw up the X and she made her way to the back under her own power but her eyes were being shielded from bright lights, which suggests possible concussion.
1: Indicates. Yeah, it would indicate that, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um... Corey Graves wasn't happy about this, was he? Well, no. This this is like a sort of sub article. So Corey Graves posted and then very quickly deleted a a spicy tweet where he basically criticised WWE because he found out about this via Twitter before anyone from WWE informed him.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, it's it's it's
1: not hard for them to just like you know, if if anyone gets injured on a wrestling show, it's not hard for like the promoter or on a, on a well on an indie show, we'd we'll be after promoters just send like call or send a text to a person next to Ken and go, "By the way, um, such and such has got hurt. We're, we're looking into it now. They're the, like they're safe and we're taking yeah, care. We'll they'll keep world. you updated you when know. it's a company. Yeah, it's a company the size of WWE, like you'd think the the amount of people they'll have working there, even on like a house show, they'll still have a few producers, a few agents. Yeah, um, in the actual, like, show itself. Like, the, there's a multitude of people who could have gotten in touch.
0: And like, especially just, as... when you consider that Corey Graves, her next of kin, works for said company. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, and the the only way I can see this where, like, he's found out from that before the company have got in touch with him, though, would surely be if, like, that fans literally just tweeted it, and he's seen it immediately. Yeah. Like but while while they're like checking up on it.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, you'd assume they wouldn't say anything until they'd evaluated a the backstage. Like, they'd bring her backstage, yeah. they'd put her in concussion protocol, and then they'd they'd wait until you know that had been sort of taken, like sort of worked through before they. I mean, they're not going to be like someone's not there in Gorilla like texting Corey Graves as it's happening, saying, "Oh shit, your wife's just got hurt." Yeah, if she's actual
1: injured, like then fair enough. But even still, I think I think to a degree, it's like they, sh- they should at least be able to kind of go. Oh, by the way, um, that this is that th- like this has happened. Um, hopefully, she's gonna be okay. But we just wanted to let you know so you didn't get a nasty surprise. finding yeah. out like
0: on finding the out via Twitter, like you did, yeah. Yeah, fair. Just, just try and do a bit better, maybe. Um, Right, next up then, another slightly like more happy news. Uh, according to Fightful Select, a pitch was made to Creative to insert the returning Karrion Cross into the Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre feud, as well as having Cross involved in a match for one of Roman's world titles. Uh, this was allegedly in response to the USA Network wanting a top title to be featured on Raw more often, as Reigns really appears on the show since unifying the titles at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, um, I mean that there's there is talk of splitting them, isn't it? Uh, as we've said, um,
0: who could have possibly foreseen that this was a terrible idea?
1: Well, it it it's weird, isn't it? Because they gave him the all the belts, thinking, oh yeah, Roman's gonna like sign a new deal, and then be on TV all the fucking time. And then, like he managed to broker this new deal by going, oh yeah, by the way, I want to wait for less dates. Yeah. Um, which I mean it's fair. Brock did it for fucking years, he set a precedent.
0: I mean, they, I, they, I, they I, yeah, they literally let Brock get away with this, so why the fuck? Roman's fully entitled to ask for this, by the way. I'm not I'm not slamming him. I'm not you know yo, No, yeah, from, yeah. If you can get paid for doing less in a business that is notoriously hellacious to people's bodies, then fair play, take the money. But and what I'm saying is you probably shouldn't put all of your belts on this person. That's that's the, the company's problem.
1: Yeah, that's 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 it, isn't it? Like at least when Brock like, won the Universal title or won the WWE title. There was two belts to kind of like, well, eventually, there was two belts to kind of buffer that. And then the other, the other solution was they just decided to like elevate the Intercontinental title for a couple of weeks, kind of until Brock came back. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, if you put all your eggs in one basket, you don't then just leave the basket at home for like forever, Do you? You've got to bring it with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, i th- i think the the best way to kind of the best way to kind of handle this would be um for them to as as we've said split the titles um and then go go from there like yeah I mean do, do the And it do but the, doing that doing uh, it like
0: that protects Roman if they did it the way they did it with Becky where she like wrestled for both of them in the same night and like the second one it was just like a sort of cumulative you know sort of weakening.
1: I was gonna say do it like the two out of three falls triple threat match for Mania two thousand with a lot of a lot of people and, have said that. Uh, yeah. So like have the first fall. That way, Roman cannot eat a pin, although it does kind of hurt like it does kind of hurt cross or Drew, whoever wins that first battle and then loses immediately after fight like, to the other guy who they've probably just pinned.
0: You can have Rem just pin them both though like you did at Mania, can't you, if you really want to keep them strong? Like for the second yeah. one, for the second one.
1: It it's yeah, it's a, I mean it's it's a really, really tricky situation they've got themselves in. And I'm guessing they don't want to um they don't want to do like an interim title because that hurts people's brains. Like, if it's <laughs> if not, like, do
0: it, um, yeah, but you, you can't you can't do an interim title because the other guy's just not there. You can do it if someone's injured, like in AEW. But you can't just say, yeah, you can't imagine I'm if like they said, oh, John Moxie just doesn't true. want to wrestle for six months, so we're going to have an interim world champion. Yeah, they, they they could like injure Roman and do an interim title. Oh, I mean, that's that is that is at best a weak way out, and at worst. Atrocious booking.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know And it would be got, it would be got, rightly been, shot on
0: by the fans, I think.
1: They've they've got they've got themselves in this position where they're like what six months out from mania. And and that's the
0: key word there, James. They've gotten themselves in this position. No one's done this to oh, yeah. them. No one's done this. No one put a well, gun to their head and made them do this.
1: I mean that there was like, you know, the, the dictator who was in charge a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, right, we'll move on. To I our... think,
1: I do think, I do think the change in the guard probably have seen something a bit different. given given the circumstances.
0: This is very much like Gordon Brown walking into Downing Street and getting handed like an absolute recession explosion about to happen. Like Triple H has come into creative, I'm like right, what have we got for our first? Oh fuck, Roman's like not wrestling ever again, and he's got all the belts. And what do we do? yeah pretty much (laughs) right moving on to our final bit of news sticking with daddy trips Uh, Jerry Jarrett remember him Jeff Jarrett's daddy Um, Mr TNA Uh,
1: did did you know here's a fact about Jerry Jarrett before we get into this you know if Vince had gone to jail with the steroid trial Jerry Jarrett was going to run WWE Jesus
0: that TNA would never have happened
1: exactly I mean, it still would have been out of jail. <laughs>
0: <some kind of. laughs> what if Vincent like set it up in jail? Like a, a some sort of shell company. That would have been fucking wild. Uh, right. <laughs> so, Jerry Jerry Jarrett has reported that a source within WWE has told him that Triple H's plans for WWE going forward is to quote try a new way wrestling instead of sports entertainment.
1: Yeah, I mean, it black makes and gold, sense. Jay.
0: We're getting black and gold on the main.
1: Do you, do you think Triple H is literally just like done like the old switcheroo where he's turned turn Roar and SmackDown into like NXT Black and Gold, um, and we keep oh, and we keep sexy NXT, and then we keep sexy NXT as
0: like the shite that was roaring and fucking SmackDown for like the last like six seven years. I can't wait till Champ and Gargano a piss of blood all over the next WrestleMania minute. <laughs>
1: Code he's code. He comes back. He doesn't even get in the ring. He just
0: gigs and <laughs> <back>. <laughs> he just fucking gigs on the stage and pisses blood everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, I mean, the ring and wins the rumble. Obviously, there's been a number of like things softened over the last few year, few weeks, hasn't there? Like some certain words have been allowed back into the vernacular.
1: Yeah, the, the two big ones being wrestler and wrestling. I, I think the thing is, is that. And this, this, for me, this is a really logical kind of like viewpoint. I know that a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but this is not the beautiful thing of having an opinion. Is there's no point in WWE like forgetting about the fans they've already got? Like they they focus that much on bringing in new fans that they forget about the people who do tune in every week and they take yeah. it for granted. And I think the fact that Literally, they were almost on like one point three million um viewers, and then up they might have been one point in that area anyway. And then last week's raw was like two point two, yeah. or in that in that region or at the high. It shows that like if, if you treat the fans like they're like
0: yeah, yeah, and, and they've got they've got around. they've got such a goal. They've got. I mean, that was probably a curiosity bounce, but. They've got to take this now. These people are gonna give you a month, maybe. And if you don't do something to oh, yeah. keep them there, they're gonna go again. Like you've got a golden opportunity being... here now to capture these people and turn them into like proper fans. And you've got to you've got to give them something to to, to care about.
1: It, it seems like Triple H's kind of like smashed like smash the glass moments has been that he's just gonna push Champa like he was when he was NXT champion, but as like the US champion. Yeah. So that's already like off to a good start because I mean Champa can do no wrong in that situation.
0: Champ is great and he absolutely deserves like we were all we were all sitting here a year ago going like he's gonna get he's gonna get killed on main roster, he's gonna die, he's gonna literally go up there to do nothing. And now all right, it's taken like a catastrophic shift in upper management, but he's now in a position where he could be feasibly a WWE champion in a in a year or so.
1: Yeah, which I think would be one rightfully deserved. Two awesome. Yeah, absolutely agree. Agree but on, on, on that, both counts. That like literally the first one thing I will say from Raw, and we'll get into it when we kind of walk through the, the results. But Triple H did a fucking awesome job of making like the mid card title feel like it
0: fucking meant something.
1: Yeah, uh, so the road built around the US title.
0: Right well, On that note, we will uh, we will head to a break oh, and when we, come back, we will talk about Raw. Um, so we're having a quick break. If you're on Jax, and if you're not on Jax, get on Jax. Listen to us on Jax Radio because you get bonus music instead of us just waffling on all the time. Uh, we're going to have some Alien Ant Farm and then we'll pop back with a Raw and SmackDown recap. And we are back. So we are going straight into the Raw recap. Uh, I haven't seen Raw. I believe you have. So I'm just going to read off the, the results and I'll yeah. throw to you for opinions. If that's uh, if that's cool. Okay. Uh, right, that's so we, cool. we start with a Becky Lynch promo. Um, she gets beaten up by Bailey, Kai, and Sky. This is just a way to write Becky off presumably because she's injured. It
1: is it is because she um separated the shoulder at SummerSlam so she's out to like the rumble. Um, or at least till the rumble I should say. Mm. Uh, it's it's also um it was a really good way of like elevating Bailey and the coast and Eo Sky. And on top of that, it turned Becky face, and she reverted back to being the man. So
0: yeah, because she had yeah. like a thing with Bianca, didn't she? Like a respect thing as well, and, and sort of. Mm. Sweet. I mean, good. Yeah. I, I, I think Becky works better as a face. I think so. Oh, the
1: fans would didn't want like they didn't want it to be healed. She wanted it to be healed. They didn't. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's um, it's one of them, isn't it? It's just is it makes sense. Yeah.
0: Right, moving on then. AJ Styles defeated Mustafa Ali and The Miz to advance to a number one contenders match for the US title. Obviously, this is what you just said earlier, that an enhanced sort of focus on the mid-card belts, especially as we were talking earlier with like both the main titles off TV. Like, the, the US title and the Intercontinental title should really be carrying the shows here you no, know, shouldn't
1: they? Yeah, they're like the work rate belts. Uh, I think that's what Triple H is kind of going for with it. Um... So what what was cool about this was the there was like a vignette before it was about five minutes as well and it was just kind of like highlighting all former US champions from like WWE, WCW, uh, the NWA, and literally that belt couldn't have I don't think has felt that important ever in oh, the movie as That's it did good. on this show. Like, That's good because really it's a like- cool video.
0: Like you say, it's, it's about a lot of history across two companies and like they really should be doing a lot more with they, it oh, they yeah. historically in the, over the last few years. Yeah.
1: Um, and the the triple threat match as well was awesome. It was just Miz being a shit house. Um AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali doing AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali stuff.
0: I saw some uh, of the spots the on, on Twitter and they looked incredible. Like some of the stuff they did looked really cool.
1: Well, the finish was like where Mustafa Ali hit like a 450 and he, as he bounced up AJ Courtman like hit a styles clash onto the Miz yeah. and pinned. Um it was a it was a really good match. Um and it was good to see as well Moose Farley. He's a guy that I was really like kind of prior to um prior to like Triple H taking over, I was really worried about because he's like insanely talented. He's got all this time left on his contract. He asked for his release and he said no. And then and, and the they just, and they they just,
0: they benched him for so long, didn't they? They had him at home, just like doing nothing. Yeah. And now they're letting him come back and wrestle, which is yeah, good to see it. All right, next up, Seth Rollins defeated Montez Ford. Um, nice to see. You. Obviously, Seth needs a win, doesn't he? Because he's lost to Cody like nine thousand yeah. times in the last like six months.
1: Again, really good work, great, great match. Um, this could have been, you know, you know the way on NXT when they used to have like a main roster guy go to. I, I, they still do it with 2.0 now, every now and again. But like the, when it first started, before like it was like a brand upon itself, and they'd send like a main roster guy down to like sort of like feud with like the sort of in guy at the time. Yeah. This felt kind of like this, where Rollins, Rollins like was always going to win, before got a really good chance to kind of showcase how good he is. Um, A lot of teasing that the three Profits were going to split up with this
0: as well. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, next up, Alexa Bliss versus Asuka went to a no contest after interference from Bailey, Kai and Sky. My only criticism of this show, just from reading the notes and reading what happened, both the women's matches uh, ended in no contests when Bailey, Kai and Sky interfered.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was uh, Triple H trying to get over that faction. The way they did this, to be fair, like
0: I mean, do you need to get Bailey over? Like Bailey's pretty fucking over.
1: Oh no! I mean, like the actual like Kai and Shirai part of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, it was, it was a fun. Um. Fun. It was fun while it lasted. Like yeah. with that one. Uh,
0: Next up, then Champa defeated Ziggler and Chad Gable to advance to meet AJ Styles in the walking tenders match. This
1: was this was banger.
0: It was I mean yeah, Zig, yeah, they, we we take the piss out of Ziggler, don't we, for Aaron's sake, but he's 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 secretly yeah. a really good work rate guy and he sells great. Obviously we all know that. All three of these
1: guys are though, like Chuck G- yeah. there was a really good spot where Chuck Gable um goes for a German suplex on Champa and Ziggler just out of nowhere. Hits a zigzag on Champa
0: uh, as he's like coming down off the German suplex. Isn't um, it amazing what happens when you just give good wrestlers the chance to like wrestle? It matters, and as I say,
1: like it, it, fe- it feels as if with Triple H kind going, oh yeah, we're going to try wrestling over sports entertainment. It feels, it feels like it's a really good step in the right direction. Yeah. Um. I, I, I personally think, as I say, I thought this, episode of the role was really good, really strong.
0: Next up um, then. Edge cut a babyface promo basically explaining that he basically formed Judgment Day to sort of try and give a bit of experience to the guys who were in it and they sort of basically just sort of out, outmaneuvered him and he didn't see it coming and yeah it's he, he sort of fucked up basically and yeah just sort of explaining explaining his like last four months of being a bit of a heel
1: yeah he pretty pretty much uh, just said he was going to hunt down Judgment Day and break them up yeah kind made- kind of like a to Frankie
0: Kazarian. Yes, at least um, Judgment Day Hunter Daddy Edge. Uh, he made them yeah. he can destroy them etc. Uh, then we had um, Io Sky and Bianca Belair going to a no contest after Bailey and Dakota kind of feared. I mean I can kind of so I, I said before about like the, the matches getting interrupted being a bit of a downer. I can kind of understand with this one because you don't want either of them to lose.
1: Well this, this one got time and it made sense to have Alexa and Asuka have their match interfered in because it kind of then meant it meant that those people to come make the save for, for Bianca um, yeah. it certainly seems like they're going to be doing this
0: this six woman tag probably a clash of the castle um, so you reckon it'll be Bailey, Kai and Sky versus Bianca Asuka and Alexa
1: yeah um, I do I think well the they announced on, on Smackdown um, about the women's tag tournament didn't they I think as well, there might be kind of like some of those moving parts going into that as well, and mm. could could end up could end up making the final winner takes all, which would be interesting. Would, um, yeah, could
0: that's that's interesting. That, that's a good point. Uh, next up then,
1: uh, yeah, champion. Oh, go on. Oh, I was going to say Bianca was about to beat Eo and Bailey, and Dakota got involved. As I say,
0: Bianca, yeah, yeah, I mean, as I say, it, it sort of it sort of makes a bit of sense here because you don't want. Bailey's. You don't want Bianca to lose because she's the champion, but you also don't want Io to get like buried straight away because you want to keep this. You want they've learned from Retribution here, it looks like, and that they they want at least keep this this group a little oh, bit strong.
1: The overall presentation of Io Sky on this episode of was fantastic. No, like, si- from- no silly
0: masks, no stupid names, no. uh
1: <laughs> No, they they literally like her entrance was fucking amazing. It was so good. It, it was yeah. kind of like her NXT one, but with like more strobes. Oh, like fair. I'm,
0: I'm done with that. Uh, right next up thing champer defeated AJ Styles become a war contender for the US title that's exciting this,
1: this was a really good match as well as you'd expect from these yeah. two
0: um, and respect to both of them for doing two matches I know that's a yeah they, this, this
1: felt like what we'd probably not necessarily see on like a Triple like H like NXT takeover but definitely see on like
0: well like you an, said if, if like if like AJ went down to NXT and got in a feud with Champa when he was like champion or something that would have yeah. been
1: Hundred percent. Um, yeah, like there was a little bit of like fuckery in the sense that AJ was like thrown outside, got like was like thrown into the crowd. He kind of grabbed his leg to try and like create a count out, and AJ fought off. And as he come in, Champa just caught him with Willows Bell and then hit the fairy tale. And then...
0: if only there was, oh no, I was gonna say, yeah, if only there was someone who could come in on AJ's side to help him even up the odds in this feud.
1: Well, and you know as well. That was that means deal with like Maurice and the Miz.
0: Yeah, if only someone could come in with a partner. Like a, It's gonna a, be a Logan wife, Paul and Jake Paul, isn't it? It is There's gonna be Logan Paul and Jake Paul, yeah, they're gonna come in. Um Jake Paul dressed as a woman just to fight fight uh, Maurice. Yeah. Small steps, mate. Small we can't sort it all out straight away. We can't fix everything in the first week. Yeah. <laughs> right now on to the main event. Uh, the Usos defeated the Mysterios in a match for the unified tag team titles.
1: Again, absolute banger, really good match, um, really fun. It, it's one of those things where it's a match where we've seen it a lot. I would have probably preferred the Mysterios to win this, but it did. It was, did kind was, of like.
0: I was going to say at this point, who's going to who, who's going to beat the Usos for the tag titles? Uh, Roman on his own. <laughs> Roman and Heyman, but Heyman just not wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, this again it kind of there was a lot of like sort of outside after the match, there was a lot of like more kind of like story building towards what's going to be happening for the Mysterio, so it made sense. Like Edge came Judgment Day came down to attack them, Edge came down to make the save, ended up accidentally spearing um Dominant Mysterio. Um yeah, and then these, these sold that like Dominic have been like actually stabbed.
0: Right, fair.
1: Yeah, which is really upset. So yeah, good uh, raw as you said. a uh, very good row. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna watch it tonight, as opposed oh, to oh sweet, anything. okay. Yeah, you mean as, you mean, as, you, mean you, you mean last uh, night because it's Tuesday now. Yeah, I actually watched it tonight. Last night, as <laughs> opposed <laughs> to back, 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 don't pull back the curtain. Um,
0: sound yeah. right we'll move we'll move on to Smack, Smack Diddley down then Um, Friday night Smackdown Uh Ricochet defeats Happy Corbin did you, did you watch Smackdown
1: I didn't watch Smackdown but I've seen a few highlights from is it
0: because you got real drunk with us playing board games
1: yeah I was uh, being a bad fascist playing secret Hitler.
0: <laughs> yeah. the fascist come late uh, Ludwig Kaiser is on in a bit um yeah, so Ricochet beat Happy Corbin. Yay. I mean, Pat McAfee got involved, didn't he? And, like, obviously, they're, they're sort of posturing all around their match at Clash. Is it a Clash at the Castle? McAfee versus Corbin? Have they, they done that much? I can't even remember where we're up to now.
1: Uh, they've done Pat uh, versus Corbin. Are they still, are they still doing
0: that? Is that still rumbling on? Or... Uh,
1: I don't know. It feels like... It feels like Pat's kind of... Because Pat won by, like, low-blowing blow Cor- Corbin.
0: Yeah. So right. like
1: low he kicked them in the nads, which... You know, from a kicker, that's probably going to hurt quite a lot.
0: Oh god, yeah. Uh, man, can, man can punt. He, he wasn't even, yeah. he wasn't even a kicker. Uh, he, was a, he was a punter, which is like the, the, the like literally just a straight up like kick for height. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if they did Corbin and Pat again. The, the match was better than I had any rights be. It seems it seems more like they're going to do like Corbin and someone else against Pat and Ricochet, maybe. Yeah. Um, Obviously Ricochet's one of Triple H's guys and he's like just thought let's let's actually push him.
0: Fair. Next up then uh, Sammy Zayn wants to talk to Roman Reigns. He's wandering around trying to get um an answer off him, like looking at his dressing room and all that. The User so, basically tells the fuck all... off.
1: Yeah, this was like drawn out over about four or five segments from what I saw. Um and Sean Ross sap said the best thing that the Basically, the Uso said, "Of oh, you want to, if you want to be part of the bloodline, because like he's he's like an unofficial member of the bloodline." And they said, "If you want to be part of the bloodline, you need to pull your weight." And Sean Ross Sapp's pitch was what I really want to happen now, which is in where he said, "Sammy wins the twenty four seven title and acts like he's got the belt like Roman, <laughs> <laughs> acts like he's Fair. like on the level as Roman." Well, um, it's funny you
0: mention that yeah, the twenty four seven title was conspicuous by its absence on this week's WWE television. Yeah, because really fucking hates it. Next up, speaking of Nazis, Nakamura defeated Ludwig Kaiser to win oh, shot against, against Gunther, not Stark.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Nakamura versus Gunther, if they're going to let him just be Walter. If they, let, of, if,
0: if they let them both just literally shoot on each other, then yeah, that's going to be a good time. Yeah, which,
1: I mean, it's. Triple H in charge, so he'll probably be like, yeah, just have a takeover match, my Yeah. I mean, that, Like that's the thing. If that match is happening in a Clash of the Castle, already
0: I'm upset that I'm not a Clash of the Castle. Just confiscate Nakamura's serpboard off him and refuse to give him back unless he draws more than four stars.
1: <laughs> unless him and Gunther both have fucking chests as red as Gunther's gear. <laughs> Nakamura is not allowed to say a month.
0: Uh next up then Liv Morgan comes out, cuts a promo, the crowd basically shit on her because she tapped out before the pin.
1: Yeah, this this was silly because like again, like they they presented it as if Liv kind of cheated to beat Ronda In yeah. the sense that she was tapping out and then like everyone's booing her like you tapped out, which you know everyone's conditioned to do if that happens.
0: Are they doing a heel turn, do you think? It's <laughs>
1: Nah, she was trying hardest to stay face. Um then why just,
0: make why make her say all this dumb shit?
1: Yeah. And she was like, Oh, you know, I I thought that ref had counted three when it tapped, even though she obviously didn't. Um yeah. I don't know. I think if it's their way of kind of just having of just having live like overcome Ronda eventually, it'll work, but you know.
0: Yeah. Fair. Uh, next up, then, no uh, Sonya Deville comes out and says she's going to win this women's the match and challenge Liv at Castle of the Castle, and she is immediately defeated by Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, Raquel Rodriguez runs through everybody—Shawty, and Natalia—until Shayna Baszler comes out and beats her.
1: Yeah. Um, Shayna
0: Baszler just have a beat
1: for me. Push for Shayna me,
0: Shayna Baszler. Yes.
1: To Shayna the Blit. moon. Just book Shayna Baszler, like Minoru Suzuki, like they did in NXT.
0: Imagine spending all that money on Ronda Rousey when you've got a perfectly good Shayna Baszler sat right there.
1: Yeah. Shayna, who's more charismatic, more menacing. Yeah. Better in the ring. She likes craft beer, so she's in buzz. She does. She's a
0: great person. And she likes Warhammer 40k as well.
1: Yeah. And she's just fucking hilarious on up up down down.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, please let... um. Shayna Baszler eat Liv Morgan's soul at Clash in the Castle. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Um, next up, Viking Raiders, Squash, Job Tag Team, Bobby Gibson and Tim Mulkey. They, they're no longer the new Vicious Viking Raiders. They're back to just the Viking Raiders now.
1: Well, that's good. If Triple H could just change the name to War Machine again, that'd even be yeah, even better. Yeah,
0: if they could just be War Machine, that'd be great. Uh, after the match, or even though... just War Raiders. Yeah, War Raids was fine in NXT. I mean, surely we can have war in the... In the... I mean, remember, the, remember when it was Raw as War for like 10 years?
1: Yeah, that's not PG, brother.
0: <laughs> uh, after this, Kofi Kingston came out and had a match with Eric for some reason, which he won. So yeah, that's nice.
1: He he attacked one of them with something,
0: and then that led to the match. Uh, following on from that, a tournament for the women's tag titles was announced, which is going to start on Raw last night.
1: Good job, Triple H. Remember that,
0: Yeah, Triple H. He's just like f- looking through Vince's desk. Like, oh shit! Yeah, we got to do this as well. Just found the women's yeah. tag belts like in his desk drawer, and I'm like, oh for fuck's sake!
1: <laughs> just emptying Johnny Johnny Ace's office to move in, and he finds them just like as like paperweights on the desk.
0: Just <laughs> as door Fuck it um, all. Um, right. Main events. Well, saying main event, time. Main no
1: papers on the desk. Copies
0: of Playboy. <laughs> main, main um main segment time. Roman and Drew McIntyre had a little promo. Um obviously yeah. you can um main takeaway to- here is Drew McIntyre calls Roman the tribal queef.
1: Yeah. Which is def-
0: which is definitely not something that came out of the writer's room, i imagine.
1: No, it, it seemed. I, I know one of the big takeaways, like from SummerSlam going forward, was they were gonna like let wrestlers kind of have a bit more like license to talk themselves and not. Ba- basically, it's what happens when a guy who's like regarded as one of the best wrestlers of all time gets given a fucking chance to just run the company yeah. how he'd want to run as a wrestler,
0: as someone who's seen like the business on all levels,
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think um like Drew, Drew's promo remember on like the kind of like road to Drew winning the title at Mania? Yeah. And like Drew was like insanely over because he was just
0: allowed to be himself. Yeah. That's what this was like. but um, anyway, the the main the main sort of talking point from this segment is as Drew's delivering his promo, Carrying Cross appears and bodies him and like fucks him, like fucks him up.
1: Yeah, well, like mid promo, the the mute, the fallen prey music hits, and Car- uh, Scarlet's like on the stage.
0: Don't like carrying cross with her. It's weird. With hair? Nah,
1: he should shave his head
0: completely. Yeah, I don't like that. I want smooth cross. Give me, give me smooth cross. Make, make him, make him look as much like Travis Bickle from the Taxi Driver as possible. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, carrying cross <laughs> batters Drew, and then um, Scarlet puts the hourglass in the ring sort of gestures towards Roman turns the much over like you know his time's running out Cross is coming tick tock tick tock
1: yeah Um. I mean surely Cross isn't going to eat a pin Clash is he no Drew is in danger Drew's going to probably get murdered by both Roman and Cross yeah that would be the most like Triple H sticking his fucking balls on the table,
0: though, wouldn't it? Like just look, if, if Cross wins, it. if Cross pins Roman at Class in the Castle.
1: Yeah, one of his NX one of his last nxt guys. Yeah, the guy that he was priming to be a main a WrestleMania main event before Vince gave him fucking Game
0: Mask. Vince, like I saw Zardos the other night. You know what? Looks really fucking cool. I'm gonna make you look more like a toy, but. <laughs> right uh, that'll do us then for the Raw for the WWE section of the show even uh, we'll have a quick break uh, if you're on Jax and again if you're not get on it uh, if you're on Jax we'll have some Pixies and some Incubus to take you through to our AEW section and we are back so, uh, we've got a little bit of AW news before we get into the Dynamite. Uh, we've got Dynamite, Rampage, and Battle of the Belts. Uh, so, a lot of AW to get through. Uh, we'll go very quickly into some AW news. First up, AW have announced a number of promotions and additions in their backstage team. Sanjay Dutt is now VP of Production and Creative Coordination. Judy Marshall is now VP of Show and Creative Coordination. Pat Buck is now VP of Talent Development. Tony Schiavone is now Senior Producer and Special Advisor to Talent. And Madison Rain has joined the company as a coach for the women's division.
1: Yeah. Uh, all, first off, Madison Rain, really good hire.
0: Yes, excellent. Um, really happy with that. Yeah. Um,
1: thought he was doing it in WWE Pat Buck was doing that role in WWE so yeah, makes both of them then moved into that role
0: One notable omission here that obviously is not on this list, nothing for Christopher Daniels who is was the previous or is the current head of talent relations
1: Maybe he's maybe he's just still head of talent relations then.
0: I'm guessing he still is but it's, he's not been made a VP which is interesting the only thing I can think of is if he wants to do more wrestling I know he's just been announced that he's going wrestling in Japan He's gone to all Japan. Yeah. So maybe he's taken a bit of a... Because obviously there's been some um, accusations of communication issues in AEW over the last few months, with Daniels being head of talent relations and an active wrestler. Yeah.
1: I think it makes... For me, I think it makes sense that an active wrestler isn't head of talent relations.
0: Yeah. Um, It's nice that they've got... It looks like they've got more of a team approach now and like an actual network of people in place which seems a lot more positive going forward
1: yeah absolutely i think i, I still think like the the guys who are like in the back on on tv like all of the time who would possibly be better suited to it. like qt marshall makes sense being in that role because he's not really on tv loads but when he is he is featured relatively prominently yeah yeah he's like ob- obviously like Heavily involved in like the TNT title picture with Jay Little at the moment. Um, Madison Rain straight away goes into a few with Jay Cargill. Yeah, she ain't uh,
0: winning that though. Like, she's just there to like pop her head up, say hi, and then she'll go. With oh, the yeah. Show.
1: It's just like an obligatory look. It's Madison Rain kids. Um, Yeah, I'd, I'd be intrigued to see like how much of like a step back they take. I, I do think if they've got like a wrestler, like an active wrestler in those role in the Especially like EVP EVP talent relations, um, it it's it's hard to kind of make time for talent if you've also got to plan a match. Yeah, is the
0: way I'd look at it. But yeah, I mean, having more having more hands on deck, though, it definitely should should help a bit. And it's nice to see Tony maybe di- like diversifying, like and sort of you know delegating his roles a little bit, maybe like because I know he does the book and It's like if he doesn't have to do everything, then that'll probably help out a lot as well. Uh, mm-hmm. right. Moving on. Um, next piece of news, AEW Fight Forever, the video game, has been officially announced for PS4, PS five, Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, PC, and Nintendo Switch. So pretty much everything bar a toaster in your smartphone. Uh it's gonna be published yeah. by THQ Nordic, who are not related to the THQ that published the original game or so they were bought the brand and everything. Uh the game will is gonna be is now available for pre-order, however they have not announced a firm release date.
1: Yeah, um, Fightful Select did like a little bit of a kind of like breakdown article of everything that came out about this the release last night. Um so originally the the working idea was um that the game would be released on at some point in September I should say. Yeah, around all out was the sort of target was Yeah. It? Um apparently there's
0: gonna there's well, there's gonna be a showcase of it. Um, yeah, THU Nordic 12th We've got, of August 12th of August THU Nordic have got an event haven't they where they're showcasing stuff and then and there's, Tokyo, there's Tokyo Game Show as well coming up uh, That's it Yeah, I was
1: going to say apparently they're going to have some more stuff to reveal at Tokyo Game Show um, and then they've, they've also said that anyone who was signed up until the start of the year is pretty much going to be in the game
0: yeah, but they are going to do DLC as well. So it's not like you're not going to. It's like you're not going to see the likes of Claudio Castagnoli in there at some point. He's going to get added, you know. All your favorites. Well, the all, they've
1: already recorded the with Jeff Hardy, so that's yeah. already like proven yeah. that.
0: But yeah, yeah. and one thing they've really so all the all the news has come out like the backstage, like the, not the backstage, but the sort of like development interviews. That everyone seems really high on the story mode. Apparently, the story mode is something quite something like which we've not seen before. is what they've been saying.
1: I bet you yeah, it's like Impact One. <laughs> I
0: mean, I'd love that to be fair.
1: <laughs> I, I was, just, I, I, Aaron
0: hated it because he tried to stream it, didn't he? Um, I think Impact was the gameplay that was a problem, though, not the, not the the actual story uh, mode itself. It was the in ring action that, that let it down. So, yeah, I'm excited yeah,
1: for Yeah, they also announced uh, their other match types include uh, up to four. Four-way matches, uh um, yeah, Casino match, Battle Royale, barbed white death matches, unsanctioned matches, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, everything, everything you're gonna want. And as we said, that the um you mentioned on Discord, the, the screenshots giving off big no mercy vibes, which um which bodes well.
1: Yeah, they also announced mini games, which I'm really excited
0: for. Yes, I mean, considering this is literally designed to be like a an updated remake of No Mercy, basically, but with the AW roster.
1: Yeah. And then they've added like stuff that makes it like Mario Party as well.
0: Yeah. Apparently, there was one mini game not shown uh, that is apparently features Orange Casting. So I can't wait to see what that is. Oh, it's definitely going to be kicks, isn't it? <laughs> uh, right. That's up for AW News. Not a lot of news, but a lot of rest to talk about. So we'll have a very quick break. If you're on jacks, so you can have a bit of Tones. And we'll be back in a second to talk you through all three of this week's AW shows. Yep. Oh. Okay, we're back. Uh, we'll get straight into Dynamite. We'll, uh, we'll try and keep this as concise as possible, because there's a lot to get through. Um, yeah. First off, Jay Lethal got a win over Orange Cassidy in the, in the opening match. Yeah. Bit of a surprise. Orange is actually pretty protected. <laughs> in, um,
1: yeah, he's been re- protected recently as well, but there, there was a lot of shenanigans. There was, in- yeah. Um.
0: Sanjay uh, Hang, Hang on just one second Jay i have got some breaking news I've just seen
1: that yeah that's like,
0: well, that's... Um, as we're as we're recording we just learned that John Laurinaitis has been quietly let go from WWE gasp yes. yeah I mean it was coming wasn't it so we'll talk about it next week probably when we when we hear more more information about it when, yeah. all, the, when all the juicy details come out yeah Why. But yeah, lethal custody, fun match, like you said, a lot of shenanigans sort of protects Orange, um, makes him look strong. After the match, uh, Wardlow comes out to make a save because he's Orange's friend now. After they they found mutual respect through murder, and sets up Wardlow I, I versus. Wardlow, the best friend. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You imagine know, Wardlow in like the tie dye tracks? I'd fucking love that.
1: Did, did you see him? Um, FTR have been teasing because Punk's not fit. They've been teasing them a Wardlow and went to the trio,
0: so... Oh, I'd love that. Uh, yes, so we set up uh, Wardrobe versus J Lethal, uh, Battle of the Belts, uh, which is yeah fair. They've been they've been sort of circling this for a while, haven't they? So it's just nice to see it actually land. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, the the shocking moment of the night uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon do a betray on the books.
1: I mean, I saw this coming for a fucking
0: mile, though. Yeah, it is. Curse your son, <laughs> but inevitable betrayal. I did the front row, didn't Oh my god. So, if, if people haven't seen this, there's a meme on the internet, and like there was a kid like absolutely howling with like rage and upset when the books were getting like murdered. It was really cool that he did it as well. It's so, like Cole was like, Oh, you can't do the tournament. And the books like act all shocked. And he's like, Oh, right, I'm sorry. I, I didn't use my words properly. What I meant was you're not going to be physically able to do the tournament. And like Bobby Cole, Bobby Fish just like fucking choked the shit out of Nick Jackson. And then like, um, Kyle O'Reilly attacked Matt from behind. Do
1: you think that, um, do you think that Cole and O'Reilly are gonna be clear for it
0: though? I don't think so. I think that it, it, I, so I, I've I've gone back do you and think forth challenges. I've I've gone back and forth in my head a lot this, and I think if you're having the home books win, then I think you have Red Dragon be their first big feud. Yeah. With, like the understream at least. I I think things they, just, they <laughs> hold on to that. I don't think there'll be any Kenny shenanigans. I don't think there'll be any Cole in the tournaments. You can just have the tournament be good wrestling, can't you? And then like do the storyline afterwards if you really want
1: but yeah Blood so the hangman in the box so, versus so, so, the dark order
0: oh that'd be horrible that'd be wouldn't it he's so sad hangman just bookshot and john silver to win the to win the box. Um, as the world cries really, no, no. um, so yeah so hangman comes out to make the save and cheers that kid right up we saw a picture his dad posted a Twitter tweet a picture of the kid like smiling after hangman came out and made the save which was quite nice
1: a moment of butterfly jeans.
0: Oh, um, they were so beautiful. Um so yeah, Hangman Hangman helps um Matt Jackson up in a shot that mirrored um, a shot from earlier on in the history, which was quite Yeah. They're really good at doing this, like like using the ring and like using their, their body, like their physical positioning, to like sort of throw back, aren't they? Like they did it really well. The match they had with Kenny and Hangman, and like yeah, it's, it's ma- but people say the books can't do psychology. They they are obviously ignoring stuff like this, which is always really good.
1: Yeah, I think the books like because they they do like so much nuanced stuff. Like for example, the fact that Matt Jackson's had like a bad back for like the last like seven years. Yeah. Um, because they do like a lot of new and stuff like that, they've not really had the opportunity with like a big TV company to kind of like do stuff where they can do callbacks.
0: Because they've always been independent guys. They've always yeah, been like, and they've always been doing it from company to, company to company. So whether it was in PWG, whether it was New Japan, whether it's a Ring of Honor, they've never had like a like you say a consistent like time in one company to, to sort of run this like all the way through. Which yeah, like know.
1: they did not they did in uh, Japan and Ring of Honor, but they got the wires crossed and the production wasn't there so yeah, a lot of the times so uh, the fact that they actually got the opportunity to do it is brilliant that they're actually as you say it's for me it reminded me kind of like when you when you see like a comic book film come out and you literally take a shot direct from the comic yeah
0: it doesn't cost anyone anything but if you're a nerd and you've been following it it, it really pops you doesn't it and it's like oh that's that's really sweet yeah. That I, I really enjoyed that uh, right next up Moxley cuts a promo he's just a top murder boy isn't he? he's a dangerous dangerous man and Mance Warner's in severe danger so it doesn't matter if it's Jericho
1: or you that they're going to die
0: yep fair play I love that he's like I don't care who I fight I just want to fight someone it's like yeah uh, next up Christian yeah. is cutting a promo backstage and Jungle Boy comes and does it for The Rock it
1: T- Tony Schiavone was furious about this.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he did nearly run him. So, Jungle Boy nearly runs Christian and Tony over with a car. Jungle Man, even.
1: Ju- Jungle Man, the Eddie Munson of AEW. <laughs> uh,
0: next up, Britt Baker and Jimmy Hater defeat the team of Thunderstorm, Thunderosa and Tony Storm. Banger of a match. Absolute banger. Yeah. Jamie Hayter just dropping people on their heads. The best. C- fucking... Can we can we just like engineer a scenario where Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm fight each other for like forever?
1: Well, like an Iron Woman match.
0: Yeah. Oh, just so... just no, just like literally forever, like nonstop every week. Just book them fifteen minutes, let them go. Yeah. Fuck it. Because it's incredible. It's it was such a fun match. Uh, Jamie Hayter gets the win with a you like basically a rainmaker on um, Tony Storm. Yeah. Which was nice to see. Uh, a yeah, really, really fun match. Uh, next up, sorry Jay, but Team Taz is done. Team Taz is fine. Team Taz himself was like, no, nah, mate, I'm shutting it down. It's not, it's not, it's not working anymore." Ah,
1: oh, fuck Powerhouse Hobbs.
0: Last one, I'll hit the lights. Uh, you yeah. say fuck Powerhouse Hobbs, but my god, he came out for his match. All
1: tonight. right. Uh, to be fair, that that new entrance, that he like, wore me back a bit. Oh
0: my word, Powerhouse Hobbs looks like a fucking serial killer. No. A star,
1: yeah. Like that—that that new entrance music's amazing. Push like the to the moon. The fact that he got the code evader, I uh, think.
0: I think he beats Wardlow at some point for the title. I think.
1: I think he beats Wardlow. I I wouldn't be surprised if they like if if Punk's fit for um all out. Which there's a lot of kind of up in the air at the moment, isn't there?
0: Yeah.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if he's like. Punks, if they do like Punk Hobbs too, at um, Grand Slam,
0: yeah, that makes that be good. Have what? Have have have, have Hobbs go over?
1: Well, I was gonna say do an Eliminator match and have Hobbs go over. Yeah, and Hobbs gets a shot of Punk.
0: Yeah, if, if that's like Punk's first match back as champion, and like he's not quite back, he can he can have it spin like he's not quite back to full speed, and Hobbs just destroys him. And then like the big one, where like Punk can prepare, maybe you have Punk win like with like you know veteran like guile to pull up the win just about. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a battle of the belts in between full gear and all out. There we go. Do I mean, it. it's like do it, do it, courage.
0: Anyway, Hobbs just Hobbs just fucking vaporizes this Ren Jones guy in this match. It's oh, God. that that entrance, I'm still thinking about it. It's it's so it, it just living it's living in my head. Like it's so
1: good. They they made Hobbs look like a fucking megastar.
0: Yeah, that's how you that's how you push the button on someone, isn't it? That's how you you push up the rocket. Yeah, uh, you'd love to see it. Uh, Christine Cage defeated Mahardy in a match that was fine. It was as good as it could be. I think.
1: Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It was terrible.
0: Love the uh, shout out to the sign of the crowd, which said, I played this match on no mercy. Yes, that was that was very good. <laughs> uh, next up, Ethan Page puts a promo, basically saying he's fed up about like not being in any title pitches or anything, not getting the respect he deserves. Uh, Big Stoke pops out and gives him his business card.
1: Yeah. Um, Stokely Hathaway teased on Twitter, didn't he, that he's building a trio.
0: Yeah, well, it showed. It showed showed there were like four spaces, didn't it? So it was like half.
1: Yeah, four. but the last one's probably going to be Stokely.
0: You reckon or MJF? Don't don't give me hope. Because these are all people who are like fed up of like not getting what they what they're owed.
1: Oh, well, that'd be fucking great. I didn't even think of
0: that. Uh One thing you can't think of because it was fucking incredible—the uh, acclaimed versus the ass boys in the dumpster match. Uh like
1: shout out have you seen already as well Bowens is politic and to get that like the acclaimed in that gear. Yeah. Um, and then you yeah as like a two-pack.
0: So, yetic. so this was incredible. So the acclaimed came out dressed as the New Age Outlaws from the WrestleMania 14 dumpster match. Uh, the ass Boys came out dressed as um Trinso Charlie and Cactus Jack. Yeah. It was That's incredible. Funny. After after the after the acclaimed beat the ass Boys down uh, after the match had started they did the rap afterwards, like in the middle of the match. Yeah. Which was incredible. Um The Acclaimed 1, loads of really funny, cool spots, like the Acclaimed 1, put them in a dumpster and then they push it off the stage like they did, like the New Age Outlaws did to James Charlie, Cactus Jack. Uh, the boys apparently were, I thought they might have crawled out there, apparently they were in that dumpster. I was going to say,
1: because you saw like Austin's feet sticking out.
0: It was like the start <laughs> of The Wizard of Oz, wasn't it? It was just like sticking out of yeah. the bottom of the dumpster. Uh, apparently-
1: I was like, if he is, he broke his fucking ankles there.
0: Apparently, they're both fine. Apparently, Brian Alvarez oh, said. Fun. so. Yeah, them yeah, was... for doing the plot, though. Yeah, I thought for sure, because they cut the camera away, and I'm like, oh, they've absolutely crawled out the back of that and like, gone off the stage. Yeah. But no, they didn't. So, yeah, credit to the ass boys.
1: I don't think it was meant to flip over. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I think it It nearly went it it like sideways
0: off the stage to start with, because one of the wheels was locked when they started pushing it.
1: Yeah, and the the pyro thing
0: as well. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, super fun match, like real silly, lots of like mad spots, weapons, stuff, dumpster stuff. Yeah. It was, it's well worth checking out if you, if you. It wasn't a long match; it was like seven, eight minutes or something like that. But they they got a lot in there. Uh, <laughs> right onto the onto the main event then. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated Wheeler Yuta um to re- retain. His, he he put up he put up his number one contendership didn't he for this match to yeah. sort of get the match with Yuta? Um, beat him with an actual lion tamer. Yeah. Um I loved this
1: match. I thought it was really good. Yeah I think it was probably the best match Jericho's had all year
0: for me. When you said that like flippy pin that he won he beat Josh Woods with and got like the two point nine 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 nine. Yeah. That was oh that the that the crowd thought that was it then they they thought they had it. Oh it was it was so good. It was
1: another like star making performance for you Jericho didn't try and do too much stuff that he can't do. He was a lot more like technical and a lot
0: yeah. More... He kept very grounded. There were no line salts. There were no, you know, big silly moves. It was a lot. It, it a lot of. It was. It was. It was very much and um, I, I hate to bring I to bring up his name, but it very much harkened back to like the Jericho Benoit matches from two that from twenty years ago. Yeah, whenever whenever Jericho
1: did like go for anything that was like not that was like more showy than technical as well, it backfired on him. Yeah, it's all a story. You uh, Utah obviously, Jericho has a broken nose. You to using that nose. John Moxley's probably gonna re-break that nose. Um, yeah, you put him. You put him in a crossface, didn't he? Like right across the
0: nose. Yeah,
1: and he kept every time Jericho was like getting him in a submission. You would like straight away, like kind of go for the nose and like press on it, and yeah. Jericho. That's um, yeah. Really,
0: Re- co- Re- again. It's it's not like a broken record. At this point, but William Regal on commentary. I did a lot of this as well. Like, oh yeah, wait, The way he sort of talks oh. through, like, we use the decision making and how he like, reacts when he's in all these different uh, submission holds and stuff, really helps. Like, sort of give a lot of color to the match, which was which was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun match. I'd say, Jer- I mean, Jericho winning probably not the biggest surprise, especially when he put up the when he put up the title shot. It sort of took away the the sort of, you know the surprise a bit because you, you thought Jericho is not to Jericho Mox is the match they're going to have to do it's the money match
1: yeah but it, it's it's a good it's a good way to actually like further the feud between like Mox like BCC and Jericho Beach Nation.
0: Yeah, and after the match Jericho basically says to Mox yeah I'm going to give you the Lionheart you want the Lionheart you get in the Lionheart <laughs> yeah so that's that's going to be that's going to be fun that's going to be interesting <laughs> so then that'll do it for dynamite. That's
1: protected like the paint maker
0: No god. Um, I'll do it for dynamite. Before we move on to rampage and battle of the belts, we'll have another quick break. If you're on Jax, you can have a bit of Bruce Springsteen, and then we're back with you in one second. And we're back. We'll go straight into rampage. Um, yeah, a little bit of a treat to start with. A little GCW in your AW. Uh, John Moxley defeats Mance Warner. This was so good. Like, I, I liked a lot of it. I loved a lot of this. So I loved the, the little promo they let Manchester do at the start. Like, the little promo yeah, they played. Well, yeah, it's, it's the first time I've ever seen him wrestle. I had no idea who he was. And it was... That like 90-second promo did so much to make me sort of get involved and invest in that match and it really helped.
1: Yeah, they, they did a match. He had a match on Dark which they brought out on Thursday which was... Really good. He did a little promo for him as well on there. Um, just like, not like, not an amazing, just, you know, good way of like kind of showcasing what he can do. Yeah. Um, I've seen him a few times in GCW. I'm, I've seen him in MLW a few times as well. Um, the man can go. The man is very
0: good. Um he, again, a lot of people have said this, but he's definitely got a, a sort of... Not just because of his voice, but he's definitely got a Stone Cold vibe with his whole sort of character and the way he sort of wrestles and his sort of like...
1: You, you said you said you felt like he was like a southern Eddie Kingston. I feel yes. like that's definitely... Yeah, there's definitely that there as well. Um...
0: And even the way he wrestles is a bit like Eddie Kingston. And it's interesting when you put him against Moxley because obviously yeah, Mox and Kingston have had this history and they're very good friends. And it's very... It's like, a, it's like Mox fighting like an evil version of Kingston, if, if that makes sense, or like a, a sort of darker version of Eddie Kingston.
1: Yeah, I mean man does a lot more like kind of like deathmatchy stuff as well. Like um and my introduction to him was in MLW trying to stab Jimmy Havoc with a pitchfork, which I mean, <laughs> that, that already that immediately won me over. Um and uh we me and Ar- me, Aaron and Ryan watched the GCW show a couple of weeks ago. It was like there was a lot of kids in the crowd and Mance was just like pissing blood, just thinking shit. <laughs> um, yeah, he's awesome. He's a really good wrestler. Um, yeah. I hope I hope
0: we see him again in AW, I really do.
1: Cody wanted to wanted them signed, didn't he? Did he? Um yeah, like he was a guy that Cody had kind of like earmarked to to want signing. Oh right. And cool. then he had problems with his MLW deal, and then he I think he got hurt when that got up. Right.
0: But yeah, I, I really like the finish of this match as well. So Mox had in uh, the bulldog choke, and then as soon as he like, as soon as he passed out, the ref called for the bell. He just sort of like Mox just sort of like threw his body to the floor.
1: I mean, it, you you you've kind of like glossed over a lot of that finish finishing spot, um, which like you know I I think really made Mans feel like a bigger deal than he is, or bigger deal than people think he is. I should say because the internet's an awful place. Um, where, like, Mox, he hit the uh, paradigm. He did the stomps, then he hit the paradigm shift, then he did the stomps again, and then he did the bulldog choke. Yeah, so we had a lot of offense. Yeah, and then Mance was still, like, alive until Mox just went, nah, he's dead.
0: <laughs> nah, you're going to sleep now. So, yeah, real fun match. Uh, next up, uh, Takeshda basically squashed Ryan Nemeth, which is fine. Yeah. Love to see it. Uh, Pretty pre- Peter, pre- Peter got in his face at the end and he had nearly yeah, <laughs> as well which was always good. Love to see Peter Avalon getting his curtains. He's the hottest boy in AEW. He is the hottest boy. Well not after that knee to the face he's not I guarantee you. No. Uh, next up then we had the debut the, the debuting Madison Rain defeating Layla Gray.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I feel like I might get a bit of criticism for this. I feel like this match went way too long.
0: I think, so based on how it sort of happened, I feel like Madison was trying to sort of like coach Layla through the matches that was happening. Yeah. Which I don't, th- as you said, I think it was a little, maybe a little too long to sort of stretch that out. That it was a little. Not,
1: not, to, not to dismiss dark and dark elevation, because I think they're a really good way of like, of accelerating building talent. I mean, you've just got to look at the acclaimed. Yeah. But that's what they're for. Yeah. Like, they're, they're for like kind of mentoring people and get making them better. But it was Rampy nice to it,
0: it, it was nice to see Madison on TV, though. Nice to see a debut. I mean, I probably would have preferred to wrestle somebody else, maybe. Um yeah,
1: I, I think my my issue with the whole Madison being put into the TBS title picture, I, I understand it's just to kind of get Jade away from Athena for a couple of weeks before all out. But at the same time. I, like for for me anyway, I was well, getting uh, very don't
0: forget Athena's not around because I think her dad just passed away. Oh shit, really? Oh, yeah. I... So oh, that's no, probably that's why that's probably why they've had to like put a little filler in to the feud. Right.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes sense then. Um yeah, thoughts and prayers Athena. Um Yeah, I I I think that as I say I do think that the uh, match went a little bit long. Yeah, I would rather had a little bit more in the main event or a little bit more in um, Toaster and Nemeth. Fair. Well,
0: speaking, should we speak about the main event? Because the main event was Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee oh, defeating Tony Nese and Josh bad. Woods in a street fight, and this match was hilariously good fun. Swerve, yeah. Swerve, Swerve and Keith Lee just feel like massive stars now, don't they? Like,
1: yeah. Um they did a really good job of making Josh Woods feel like a big deal in this as well.
0: Yeah. It was a really the good showcase that, for him.
1: Yeah. The fact that he was um like going toe-to-toe with um, with uh, Keith Lee as far as power goes. Um,
0: I mean, he suplexed yeah, Keith Lee through a table off the apron, which was fucking incredible. and
1: Keith Lee, which yeah. was just ridiculous because like, Keith Lee's going to land on you. And he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- th- this is a really fun match. Those some crazy spots. Um the the more I see swerve, the more I think like that guy's got like a megastar written all over him. Like, like no no one else can do what he does in and out of the ring. No. And no no one no one has that kind of like for me anyway, has that kind of cool factor. But I, I believe player, I
0: believe I believe businesses call it crossover appeal.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, it, they do, but I mean, like, he's got like that kind of like cool, like X factor that people like, sort of like.
0: That's just, what I mean. Yeah, he, he he can pull people in who aren't necessarily wrestling fans to watch wrestling. Yeah, like he's he's got there's there's just something there,
1: and I mean, you can you could say like you could argue and say like, oh yeah, Ricky Stark has got it to a degree because he reminds people of The Rock. Uh, Darby Allen's got it because he reminds people of Jeff Hardy, but Swerve feels like one of one as opposed yeah. to. Oh, he reminds me of that guy.
0: He's not the next anything. He's the first Swerve. He's the only Swerve,
1: and he's very, very, very good at being a really like sympathetic baby face. And he's also very good at being a menacing heel, or like a little bit of a grey area in between.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just a bit of a dirtbag, anything like just a tiny bit, just enough. Like it's
1: when it's when he like when he grins, he just looks menacing. <laughs> yeah, like the way the way he kind of like does it, and it's all that's all by design. It's not like he's just like, he's just like, got like a fucking medicine grin. He
0: he, he does it by design. It's, that's it's the probably, idea. It's a, probably, it's a probably shark grin, isn't it? It's like, yeah. yeah. And, and he can also, as he does in this match, you can stomp the soul out of your body, like he did to knees at the end.
1: Yeah. Starting the move. That That is
0: one of, that is one of the best finishes in AW for how devastating it looks to, when he hits it. Yeah. Was it onto a
1: chair or a,
0: trash can or something? The finish? Uh, I think was, yeah. Yeah, something. There was some sort of weapon. He was on something. It was either chair or Trash Can. And obviously, um, Smart Mark went through. Got beeled off the top rope through a table as well, which was lovely. There's the elbow drop that table like he was fucking <laughs> <random damage>. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, really good, really fun main event. Good rampage overall. I think I think it was. Uh, yeah, this the, the two match, the, the start and end. There was certainly excellent, like two pay per view quality matches. Uh, right, yeah. we'll move on to battle of the belts. Um, First off, we had Wardlow defeating J Lethal in a fairly straightforward match. Um, yeah, Wardlow looked great. Jay Lethal did his bit. I liked how many times, like every time Jay lethal went for the lethal injection, Wardlow just tried to pick him up and power.
1: Yeah, I liked the fact that um, every time
0: Satnam got on Wardlow's face, Wardlow was like chomping at the bit. Yeah, he was like, he's like just, yeah, come on then, let's go. <laughs> uh, bit at the end as well, the, the, the massive pop when it looked like Wardlow was going to powerbomb Satnam as well.
1: I was about to say when's Wardlow powerbomb and Satnam?
0: That's going to be a thing, isn't it? That's going to be uh, a thing.
1: that's that's going to be like the equivalent of um, when Goldberg hit the Jackhammer on the Giants.
0: Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. It was a, it was a fun match. Lethal played his part really well as, as a sort of dusty the heel. There were shenanigans. Wardlow just ran through everybody because he's Wardlow and he just baffles people. Yeah, yeah, sound. Uh, next up, Thunder Rosa defeated Jamie Hayter again. I mean, what a match this was! Jesus, like. When um, when Rose is on fire, she's on fire, and she was on fire, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's, there's a case to be made that Jamie Hayter is possibly the most underrated woman in that division.
1: Oh, 100%. Like, Jamie Hayter, if she isn't women's champion by like the end of 2024, AW have got something very wrong.
0: Has she had a bad match in AW since she came in? I don't think she has,
1: no, even when she was like doing like the enhancement talent stuff when she like the first started. Yeah. And, and like teaming her with pre um, Priestley. Like she was still like fucking killing out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see her. I mean, I'd, I think if they do women's tag titles, I'd love to see her and Brett be the first champions just so they can put some gold on her.
1: I mean, the way it's going, you've, you've got to think they're going to do women's tag titles.
0: Yeah.
1: Tony Khan loves two things. So three things. Tournaments, tag titles and cocaine.
0: Yeah. And two of the only two of those things are legal. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, really fun match. Um yeah, can't wait to see Jamie Hater just battering more people because she looks everything she does looks so she's so good. She's, she's so so good. Broke her nose in this match as well. Yeah, she did, yeah. I was gonna mention that. Like um we'll do a little quick injury update. So yeah, during this match, Jamie Hater went for a brain buster and like Thunder Rose's knee came down like directly on her face and just yeah. busted her nose. Uh, also just a quick injury update, uh, Daddy Magic's banged up as well from blood and guts.
1: Yeah, he's torn his
0: labrum. Yeah, and his rotator cuff. Well, apparently he said he, can re- he doesn't need surgery, he can just rehab. Yeah, he's,
1: it's uh, well, it's a similar injury to Adam Cole, isn't it?
0: Yeah, which he's not had I surgery mean- either, he's just rehabbing, isn't he? So.
1: Yeah, Daddy Magic said he's had stem cells in uh treatment.
0: You mean? you mean more cocaine?
1: Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Colombian stem cells. Just there, just there, like working through the
1: pain,
0: like yeah, yeah. Uh, right then, we need to talk about the main events because fuck my life. This match was this oh. has gone, this has gone in with a bullet to my top ten of the year.
1: Oh yeah,
0: hundred percent. So this is Claudio Castagnoli defeated Konishiki Takeru for the Ring of Honor World Title, and Jesus, like right. Mother Loving Christ, this was incredible.
1: One thing in matches like this that can kind of i will say get tired is near falls. Every single near fall in this match mattered. Yeah. Every single one felt like it was going to be the end of the match. And for for, for us, like go, going like, Takeshi's not going to win though, is
0: he? Yeah, he's literally going to Japan match. next week and like, they're yeah. going to um, take the belt back. But still, if they can make you believe in the moment to moments, if they can make you forget oh. that, that's the skill of the match, isn't it? And they did. Where- when Taker hit that knee on Claudio, I thought that that's it, it's over. Special shout out as well for Claudio, just grabbing Taker out the uh when he went for that knee and hitting the Death the Driver. I oh, dropped him right on his head. It so like, looked like, like you said, it looked like genocide. <laughs> it was. Um...
1: <laughs> it it looked look like a Geneva
0: Convention violation. That's for sure. Oh mate, it was such a good match. Like and like William Regal, really, we- yeah. really. There was a point where, like, I don't know if it was like an equipment failure or something, but Regal didn't speak for about three minutes. And I don't know if he was just selling like the concern because it looked like the cursor was going to win. It was,
1: it was like at the start of the match, like oh, five minutes in, and Regal was just like, giddy, wasn't he? He was yeah. like, this is why I'm a wrestling fan. And afterwards when he was like, this is the kind of match that kids watch and go, I want to do what they've just done.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, it, yeah, 100% match of the year contender. Not, not I mean- that we had any doubts, but they, they just basically backed up what we were saying anyway.
0: If there, if there was anyone if anyone had any concerns about whether Claudio was going to be a good fit in AW <laughs> oh
1: mate it's just PWG Claudio <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like prime Claudio
0: yeah he's rolling back the years and he's putting he's putting in the work I'll tell you now um, yeah it's a phenomenal match I, um, I
1: think he's going to be AW champion before he retires
0: oh easy yeah yeah because he'll take think... up, he'll take it off Eddie <laughs> break my heart
1: Eddie's going to take it off Punk. Claudio's going to take it off Eddie. Is that what you think? Put your money, put your house on it. Yeah, absolutely. I I still think MJF's going to take it off Punk and recreate Money in the Bank. There. Either way, they're they're two viable things that I love. Regardless.
0: Yeah, they've got some good, they've got some good potential scenarios here, haven't they? So it's, yeah. it's good and then, times.
1: And then they'll have Ricky Stark be insert person there, Claudio, or MJF. Yeah, and either prevailing babyface, and we'll be happy.
0: Aye, right. That'll wrap up AW then. Uh, a lot of AW this week. We've got quake at the lake next week, so the, the train keeps on rolling. Like Jesus Christ, Tony, stop it! I can only, I can only take so much fantastic rest. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll have a quick break on Jacks here. Uh, if you're listening on Jax, again, if you're not, get on it. You should be. Uh, we'll have some Arctic monkeys and we'll have some cranberries, and we'll be back with you in a second. And we're back. We're going to run down the rest of the world super quick. uh, And we are going to give you some news first, and then we'll give you a little recap of what's been going on in the G1, if you're a New Japan fan. And we'll run down some matches and some standings, and we'll sort of talk about... uh, I've got a little thing. I'm just going to vamp the time here. There we go. found it. Uh, I've got got a little... On Wikipedia, there's a really cool little thing about who's been eliminated. Right. News first. uh, Matthew... Rewolf, formerly Aiden English, has announced that he will no longer be taking wrestling bookings as he sees his future as behind a microphone. Rawolf also added that he is currently a free agent, having recently provided commentary for Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: Tremendous commentator.
0: Very yes. Good. He's done a really good job, and it's, this is something he started doing in WWE, wasn't it, towards the end of his time there?
1: Yeah, he was getting trained by um, Tom Phillips, who's now Tom Hannafan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I thought he was still doing commentary and um impact.
0: He, he might he might be, but I don't think he's officially so I think he might just be doing it on like an ad hoc basis. <laughs> he, he did put a tweet out saying that he was technically a free agent. Technically meaning that obviously yeah. he must have some sort of deals in place somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to see I'd love to see him maybe get a gig, like doing a bit of bit of work on Dar elevation maybe, you know, sort of fresh he... bit,
1: because... He was doing um commentary on New Japan with Rick with Rick Aboney, which was fucking awesome. Yeah,
0: just 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 give Excalibur some time off, please. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, love to see you. And it'll to see where he pops up next. Love to see him sort of carry on. And he mentioned as well, like he wants to get more involved in voiceover work. He wants to get more involved in esports and streaming. So he looks like he really wants to sort of like diversify what he's <laughs> doing. He um
1: he did an interview with Culture like about two years ago, just after he got released, so maybe eighteen months. But um he was talking about like him, yeah he was actually like studying like supplements for esports and stuff like that. And oh, right. He's he's also got like a whiskey blog uh, that he does on his uh, YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, he's he's a he's a very knowledgeable guy, and also he's a very like easy to listen to guy.
0: Believe you'd call him a multifaceted individual. Yes. Yeah, so good on him. Good on you. Good on your math. Go get it. Uh, next up, Ric Flair has commented on his last match. Not his last match. His last match and his last match, I guess. Uh, during an interview with Michael Morales of Lucha Lever Online, and he claimed that he was, quote, very happy with it.
1: Rick, you nearly fucking died, mate.
0: Well, he put over Andrade big and um, mentioned how special it was to have his whole family present for his final match. Uh, he later appeared in Andrade's corner at a WWC anniversary show in Puerto Rico for his match against Carlito, where he got into an altercation with Carlos Colon outside the ring, but did not wrestle.
1: Did he shout something about Bruiser Brody?
0: Uh, Brody's trying to get to a fight in the shower or something. I don't know. Um,
1: I mean, to be fair, like Carlos Colon did a feud in Puerto Rico. This was only like in this was in like the last like ten years with the guy that was that murdered Brody. Yeah. And obviously it obviously it didn't like go through the course properly, so he's he's been exonerated of it. But the feud was based around him killing a friend of his in a shower. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but they didn't didn't explicitly name
0: Bruiser Brody. <laughs> Christ. But yeah, yeah, I mean obviously Hopefully Flair was like Carney Central. Obviously Flair. He might not wrestle again, but he's committed to um obviously he wants to stay involved in the business. Yeah, I'm guessing. And he did. He, he mentioned oh, as well...
1: He, Fla- he, Fla- he Fla- mentioned, Fla- only once players let him for the business.
0: He mentioned as well, I didn't put it in the thing, but he mentioned, like he said, Andrade is my son-in-law and it was really nice not only to wrestle with him, but also he said all of Andrade's family were watching the match in Mexico and he's he's very, very... Close friends with a lot of Andrade's family as well. He's really got to know them very well over the course of his and Charlotte's relationship, yeah. which is which is quite sweet. I think there's, I think it's nice as Ric Flair enters the the sort of twilight of his life that he's he's found a bit of stability and a bit of love in like the the sort of extended family of a, of a Mexican wrestler, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and a guy who does mortgages. Yeah,
0: uh, right. And a bit of Ring of Honor news. Uh, posting on Twitter, Brent Tate one half of the boys and one third of the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions with Dalton Castle announced that both himself and his brother Brandon have signed with Ring of Honor. Uh, while there have been no official words on Castle's contract status, rumours of him being signed to the promotion have began to circulate following Supercard of Honor earlier this year. So a lot of speculation that Dalton Castle is also signed.
1: I mean, if you're Tony Khan and you're setting up Ring of Honor, Dalton Castle's got to be one of the first names on that list, hasn't he? Yeah. So, also, also um, Fighters Select put another thing up um, earlier in the week uh, where Blake Christian has also signed for Ring of Honor. Yes. He's still, he's still allowed to do, um, still he's, has to do like
0: TW and e and these Yeah. When well, he's come to Liverpool, isn't he, to wrestle... Um, he's
1: he's going to wrestle Dean Alma
0: Dean Omar, okay, Dino. That'll be a fucking banger. I oh, can't wait for that. He's
1: wrestling... He's wrestling Joe Lando in HECW in a couple of weeks as well. Joe Lando's
0: having a tear, isn't he, in America?
1: Joe, no. Joe Lando had his debut in America last night, and everyone like, were like everyone was like, who's this guy? And all I'm thinking is, you better not try and fucking keep him.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you you've got to give him back.
1: We want him back. We, we like Joe Lando, <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, so it's interesting that the first two tag teams Ring of Honor assigned have been The Boys and Dem Boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, only, it's only a matter of time before Carl Urban turns up with a dodgy accent.
1: <laughs> I I would like them next to sign the righteous because I loved all of that presentation.
0: They yeah, they really made an impression on me, uh Death for Dishonor, having never seen them they, before.
1: They were really like starting to kind of like get a bit of momentum when Ring of Honor like was shutting down. Mm. Um and like they, this, it was like a really like drawn out, like two year feud Vincent had with like Matt Taven. Um, Vincent's got like there's just again, there's just something something about him which just really sticks out. Like his promos are like, there's like, yeah, there's, not- an in-
0: there's something intangible there, isn't there? You can't quite put your finger on it, but he's very compelling.
1: Yeah, he's got like that sort of like really like thick New York accent, but he looks like he lives in a swamp. Um, yeah, he's awesome, like brutally. Lee. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Um, to finish off, then we'll do a quick um, recap of recent events in the G1 climax. This is g 132 32, um, so this could be night 11, 12, and 13, which took place over the weekend. Uh, we'll just run through these real quick. Um, we'll sort of briefly discuss any interesting results. So night 11, which was Friday, we had Yujiro Takahashi defeated Juice Robinson by pinfall. Taichi defeated Chase Owens by pinfall. Tetsuya Naito defeated Aaron Hanare by pinfall. The match just seemed written for me. Jonah defeated Jeff Cobb by pinfall. Can't wait to see that one. And Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Evil by pinfall. So nothing particularly That's shocking on that one. Jonah, <laughs> Jonah seems to be getting a
1: big push. Seems be Jonah? Be... Jonah getting this big push? I mean, the fact that you've got to think as well, Jonah's Australian and you've got the Kiwi champion. Yeah. That story writes itself.
0: Moving on then to Night 12. Uh, Yoshihashi defeated El Phantasmo by pinfall. Lance mm-hmm. Archer defeated Toriano by pinfall. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Haruki Goto by submission. Zack Sabre Jr. as well is having an excellent G1. He's getting some big wins. Yeah. Will be his, yeah. Uh, Jay White defeated Greta Khan by pinfall. And Shingo Takagi defeated Will Osprey by pinfall. Big, big win for Shingo there. Rightfully so. you would love to see it. Uh, night 13... Oof. On the Sunday, kicks off with Evil defeating Aaron Hanari in a match where nobody wins uh, by pinfall. Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Bad Luck Farlow by pinfall. Juice Robinson defeated El Fantasma by DQ. Uh, Chase Owens defeated Tomohiro Ishii by pinfall. And the big one, like the shocker, what? Jonah defeated Kazuchika Okada by pinfall.
1: Right, I'm just looking at the standings now. That, well, I'm,
0: I'm going to go through the standings in a second, including I'll tell you everybody who's mathematically eliminated. Yeah. So, in terms of the standings now, block A, we've got. Jonah and Okada both on six points at the top. Everybody else is fairly below them on four. Uh block B, we've got Jay White on eight points. And then Tamatonga, Sonada, Taiji and Chase Owens all tied for second on fourth. Uh block C, we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi on six, along with Zack Saber Jr. on six. Again, everybody else on four. Um, block D, we've got David Finlay, who's also having an excellent tournament. We've got a big push. You've got a win over Osprey. Um, and he's on six with Shingo Takagi, Will Ospreay, Yujiro Takahashi, Yoshi Hashi, and Juice Robinson all on four points behind him.
1: Now, what's interesting with
0: that is Block D is fairly open. Block so right. I tell you now, <laughs> Block D is the only block where nobody is mathematically eliminated yet. Yeah. How many matches are left? Uh, there are next weekend the finishes, isn't it? I think there are three more nights. Yeah. Right. So, so it's one, two, four three, matches. four. There's four. There's five. There's five more matches with block matches and five more nights with block matches. In. So they're 15 sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen still to play. Uh, currently, anyway,
1: he's the only one who's undefeated isn't
0: he? Yes, he's the only one on eight points. So currently, mathematically eliminated from block A, Torriano is eliminated from block B. Chase Owens Raytho Khan and Ishii are eliminated from block C Aaron Hanari is eliminated and block D is wide open anyone can That's... still can still qualify
1: yeah um, looking at that a car that ain't losing block A is
0: he that well don't it... forget the top two go through don't they every block
1: I thought it was the top one I thought it was the winner of block A. The winner of block A phase is the winner of block C or D, and then the winner of block yeah, B it is. Oh, fucking hell. Something's got to give him block A, hasn't it? So, a card that. What will probably happen there is a card that will go through, and then if he wins the G1, he'll defend his briefcase against Jonah. Yeah. Because that's pretty much like, at this point, Cookie Hutter, New Japan. Like, they did it, they did it last year where Tamatonga. Um,
0: well, I don't know, man. The last, the last night is Akada versus Archer and Jonah versus Farley.
1: Jonah ain't jobbing out to Farley, is he?
0: No, so I don't know. I don't see where Jonah drops points here.
1: Well, that's the thing as well. If if Jonah and Akada
0: both win then Jonah would go through because he'd beat Akada. So Jonah's last two matches are against Archer and Farley. And a Akata, card. And a last two matches are against Lawler and Archer. So Lance Archer is the king. maker agree. Well,
1: I reckon Archer will beat Jonah.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if Archer beats Jonah though. Fair. I mean, it's oof. so block it. Block A. So block B. Obviously, you just assume. Jay but then if to... Bali's the
1: last one, it's more exciting if it's more exciting if it goes to the last day.
0: Yeah. Which I think it, if it goes to the last day, then Farley's got to beat or oh, Jonah. Don't think I should beat Takada. No, 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 absolutely not. That'd be interesting. So, Block B, you assume Jay White's got that sewn up, don't you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Block C, I mean, it's between Tanahashi and Zach Saber Jr. It's probably
1: going to be Tanahashi. What? Well, it's, it feels like it's Zack Zach Sabre Jr.'s year.
0: So Tanahashi's last match is against Kenta on night 17. All right. in the rematch. And um, Zack Sabre Jr.'s got Naito on night 18. Oh, fuck. Um, I don't see either of them winning, that. I'll take
1: that on head-to-head. Uh,
0: let's have a look. Have they wrestled yet?
1: Sabre beat Tana, didn't he? I think so, or am I imagining it?
0: No. Oh, Tanahashi won. Did he? Yep. It, it it's going to
1: take a lot for Zach Sabre Jr. to go through. I think
0: Tanahashi's only loss has been to Aaron Hanari. Oh shit! Really?
1: And that was Fuck. our. That was Aaron Hanari's only win. Christ. That's awful. Who
0: who else have they got to face? Oh, who's the other match? Um <laughs> Saxon University versus Evil. uh oh, that's in the bag. And Tanahashi versus Goto. Oh, Goto
1: Goto's just lost to Tanahashi, so he couldn't
0: He upset. lost it. He lost in the uh, AW match, didn't he? So he gets, could yeah, get a win could, back. He could upset
1: Tanahashi there. I I think Sable could win that.
0: I'd like it too. he's on he's on a real tear at the moment. Like he's he's been cutting promos after the matches looking real if- good.
1: Every year they feel it feels like they're gonna pull the trigger on Zach Sabre Jr. and make him like one of the top guys and every fucking year they let me down.
0: Yeah. And then so quickly before we go, block D. David Finlay has been the guy. Yeah. Wins over Will Ospreay.
1: I my my thing is I don't see them having three guys you can go through. So I could see Shingo winning that. Yeah. But then I also think they protect the shit out of Osprey, so they could have Osprey. Or Osprey win that Tanahashi and the card to go through, and then Jay White as like the two main guys in there's the two main like the two main Japanese guys, and everyone gets bored again.
0: Yeah, I mean David Finlay's only loss this year has been to Yujiro Takahashi. Well, that that's uh, that
1: that's ground enough for him to fucking <laughs> just forfeit the tournament. Yeah,
0: losing losing to the Tokyo pimp.
1: No, nah, I, I think David Finley though he's gonna he's gonna take the U.S. title off off Osprey.
0: So after have you seen any of G one?
1: Uh, no, I've not yet. I'm, I'm, so gonna, you know, you know, Juice had,
0: you know, Juice had you know had Osprey's title, didn't he? Because he refused to drop it. Yeah. So when Finley beat Juice, he took the belt off Juice and was like, "To Osprey, come and get this off me." And then he basically beat Osprey, and then like threw the belt at him and was like, "Yeah." I'll, next time I see you, I'll be taking that belt off okay.
1: you. He probably will because yeah. he, he
0: deserves, uh, that kind of little push. He, he's had a good year, hasn't? He? Oh yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he, he looked really good in that match with Hangman. He had on AEW. I really Just liked that. Yeah, Hangman was awesome. Yeah, and I think the the really was, out of the, the out, of the, two, out, out of the two out the two from Fin Juice, they seem to be higher on Finlay than Juice as a singles guy.
1: Yeah, that's because they just threw Juice into Bullet Club. Yeah. It's like yeah, hey, yeah, off you go. Hmm. So yeah, it's it it
0: gonna see I mean we'll, we'll we'll keep up with this. We'll um we'll we'll drop we'll drop I'll... in next week and we'll we'll check on because there's more matches. So we'll see how it'll shift well, next, next
1: week. We'll be talking about who's won.
0: When's the
1: um I think it finished the fifteenth. Eighteenth. The 18th. Oh,
0: okay, next week will be previewing the final. So next week we'll be pre. No, next week we'll know who's in the finals. So because the f- the semi-finals were on the seventeenth, okay, and the finals on the eighteenth. So next night we'll know. Who- next this time next week we'll know who all the block winners are. Yeah, um, we'll out, be out,
1: to- out, out of what we know there, who's your pick?
0: Out of everyone to win the whole thing, yeah. Jonah. It's time. Fucking strap the rockets.
1: I think Jay White.
0: The card is off to go and be daddy. Isn't he? So you can. You can.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think, but then that would make sense why a car why the g want to move moved forward a bit yeah a car that wins it then fucks
0: off the Wrestle Kingdom you, you, Hoss, you know I'm always going to back Hoss over anything else so
1: I see every time I think oh, New Japan are going to do something different if don't and it, this seems like they're, they're going to do something different which makes me think that they're probably going to have a car to win it yeah,
0: fair play. Uh, well, right then.
1: The, different, the different thing would be, because they haven't done it for a while, have Jay White win it and then choose his opponent at Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting as well, wouldn't it? Um, right, we're going to wrap it up there then, I think. Um, that's everything we've got for this week. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. hope you enjoyed. Uh, tune in next week. We'll be back with more. More AW, more WWE, more G1. We'll have it all for you. So yeah, as always, stay safe. Enjoy your wrestling. We'll see you all real soon. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the untitled wrestling podcast housen. <laughs>